My fans, my people, welcome to episode 11 of Day to Day with Ben Lewis. I am in the studio by myself, all by my lonesome today. And trust me, that is uh, not due to a shortage of people wanting to be on the show. In fact, uh, the Instagram has been flooding with people that are just dying to get on here and be my guests. And I appreciate all the love and support. And I promise we're going to be getting people in as soon as we can, one by one, uh, if I think you're going to be good. You know, if I think you're going to be low grade behind the mic, I'm probably not going to message you back. I'm sorry. Uh, You know, I may let you down with uh, or lead you on with, you know, maybe next episode, maybe next episode. But just take a hint after a while, you know, if you don't have the voice, if you don't have the personality, uh, you're just you're just not cut out to be on the show. I apologize, but we're still friends and we can, you know, we can talk and everything else. Uh, I want to get things started today with everybody's favorite subject. It's things that tick you off, but you never mention uh, a lot of stuff that it just really gets under your skin. You encounter it uh, in your day to day life. And uh, it's bad stuff. So let's get right into it. Um, I want to talk about movie theaters. Um, First off, uh, you know, not the part that the part that ticks me off is how everything is so overpriced. I mean, you are paying so much to get into a movie theater. Uh, I think it's something around like 12 to 15 dollars you're going to pay to go see a movie. Um, What is wrong with these companies? Regal, uh, IMAX, whatever it is. Just lower the price. We're watching a movie, for God's sake. First of all, you're way more comfortable in your own home, and you're renting a movie for $2.99. Now, I get you're waiting an extra month, but, I mean, come on, people. Just lower the price. There's no reason for it to be as expensive as it is. Now, with that being said, they are a lot better now. And I've noticed, and this is in terms of being comfortable, uh, the quality of the seat, quality of the theater, uh, they've gotten a lot better. Now, movie theaters used to be insanely popular. Like, everybody was going to see movies. You know, if you saw the movie first, you had a leg up on uh, your buddy that hadn't seen the movie. Uh, But they dropped off, and it's because of the overpriced tickets, uh, the paying ten dollars for a large coke Uh, and don't get me wrong it is the largest coke i've ever seen in my life i mean it's basically a popcorn bucket filled with soda Uh, but the snacks the drinks it's all way overpriced Um, and this is why people stopped going and along with the fact that the seats were very uncomfortable you know you're sitting upright uh, for an hour and a half two hours and, uh, you know, you're not happy in there. Now, I do think the movie theater uh, companies made an effort at improving the comfortability of the, uh, the theaters. Uh, I've been in a lot recently that have like reclining seats. Uh, they have uh, leg rest. You know, they got a table next to you, whatever the case may be. I've even see full, seen full couches uh, in movie theaters. Um, they've revamped these theaters. They've made them a lot better. And to anyone that's sworn off going to the movies, I highly recommend uh, giving it another shot because, uh, you know, I really do enjoy sitting in a movie theater. They're always nice and cool in there. Uh, You know, you're seeing the movie first uh, right when it comes out. Uh, You know, you want to save a couple bucks, though. I get that. And like, it's not worth it a lot of times. But if it's a rainy day, you know, you got nothing going on, go check out your local movie theater. See if it's any better than when you were last there. Uh, because I'd say past five years or so, they've been doing major upgrades. Now, I I, I do get also, uh, basically, you know, there's a lot of streaming sites out there. 
and people use these streaming sites. And let me remind you people, these are illegal. You can be sent to jail for streaming a movie online, and this is no joke. Uh, I've heard of this happening. I've heard of the FBI showing up at people's doors and uh, taking my friends away for streaming, uh, you know, Knocked Up on, in, you know, that was released in 2007 or whatever it was. Uh, no, obviously this isn't the case, and you can stream movies whenever you want. Uh, but look, give the movie theater another shot. I really do think you won't regret it. Um, now, I want to get into a few more things. Let me look at my list here. Excuse the background noise. Uh, how about when you go to a doctor's office, you get in there, you probably get there five minutes before your appointment because you know you're going to be sitting there forever. And this is my problem. Why are you sitting there forever? Why am I wasting my time when my appointment's at 9.15, I get there at 9.10, I'm sitting there at 9.40 and I'm waiting on the, the nurse to come call my name so she can take my height and weight. I'm so sick of this and I'm so sick of doctors having this authority over people where they think they can just get away with anything. They think you're on their time. That's not the case. You're paying them. They are on your time. And the people of the world need to make this more known. Uh, I, every time I go into the doctor's office, it seems like I'm sitting there. Seriously, uh, I can feel my beard growing. I'm there for so long. And it's just, it, it, it's awful. And doctors, I know I, I'm sure I have plenty of doctors that listen to the show, uh, just do us all a favor and stick to your appointment time. You know, there's no reason. You know, I understand the occasional, okay, one person's taking longer than the next. I get it. There's normally only one doctor per office. But please just, you know, try to make it a goal of yours to see your patients on time. Uh, there's nothing worse, and this is something that happens every single time I go to a doctor's office. And, you know, I'm even including dentists in there. You know, they like to consider themselves doctors. Same thing happens at the dentist's office. It's just not a good situation. You don't want to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, I will write a doctor a scathing review uh, if he tends to make me wait, which every doctor I've ever uh encountered has had had me wait uh, an extraordinary amount of time. So I'm furious about it. Uh, let me go on to the next here. Corks. Um, corks are just ridiculous at this point. Um, I don't understand uh, the fad of the cork. Uh, now, what I mean by this is corks are a hassle. You know, you think of wine bottles when you think of corks, uh, and that's mainly what they're in. It's just a pain in the ass to open, and I don't think there's any reason that they should still be in existence. They're outdated. They should be extinct. Uh, you know, there's plenty of th of uh, drinks out there that have that don't have corks that are fine. I see plenty of wine bottles now that have twist off caps. Uh, it, it's just a way of the future. We're making things easier on people and there's no reason to have that cork in there. Uh, now people say, oh, well, you know, maybe it's not as fancy without the cork. No, I'm sorry. I don't agree with that. There's plenty of fancy drinks out there that don't have corks. And, uh, for example, I just jotted one down here. I don't know if you're familiar with Perrier uh, or San Pellegrino, which is sparkling water, uh, something that's considered very fancy amongst the American public. And yes, it has a twist off cap. So this is a message to all the liquor companies out there, beverage companies, please get rid of corks. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been in a scenario where I've had a bottle of wine uh, and not a bottle opener or a corkscrew or something like that. 
And it's infuriating. And, you know, I'm trying to slam the bottle of wine against the wall with my shoe, uh, hoping the cork's going to come out or light the, you know, hold a flame to the edge of the uh, the bottle, hoping the cork will pop out. It never works. Uh, and eventually I end up uh, just pushing the cork into the bottle. Uh, that's the uh, only foolproof method. And it, it's just a pain in the ass and you don't want to deal with it. Uh, how about when you pull into the gas station and every pump is taken by somebody. So you're sitting there like an idiot in an awkward space. You're not in a parking spot. Uh, you're normally blocking the entrance to the gas station because those lots aren't all that big unless you're at like a Wawa where they seem to uh, have more land than Walmart. And, uh, you know, you're, it's just an awful situation. You feel awkward. You're sitting there. And then somebody uh, pulls off, but it's not at a pump where it's on the right side of your car. And I've mentioned it before. Don't be that guy that stretches the pump all the way over to the opposite side of the car. It's not meant to be done that way, people. And don't be that idiot, okay? I'm just going to lay that out there. Uh, how about, uh, I'm always getting subs. I'm a big sandwich guy. Uh, we don't have good sandwiches here in Florida. Uh, you know, I won't say 100% of the time, but 98% of places don't have a good sandwich. They don't put enough meat on it. Uh, they don't have good bread because the water in Florida is so horrible. Uh, so, you know, I do try my best to get out there and get a good sandwich, but something that is easily avoidable, avoidable no matter where you are in the world is cut the, if you're the sandwich maker, you know, your sub always will get cut in half. Uh, it's just nice to have halves. And there's nothing worse than having uneven halves. Um, like I'm talking like I've had a guy that's just lazy. He just made my sub and he slices the sub uh, basically three quarters and a quarter. Or it'll be, you know, just uneven. It's very simple. Now, it doesn't have to be perfect. I'm not pulling out a, ru a ruler and checking it. But you know, you, if it's noticeably uneven, that's very annoying because then what happens is say I want to save half of my sub for dinner. Well, I'm only saving a quarter of the sub or three quarters of the sub uh, because it's uneven. And then, you know, I'm either hungry at lunch or hungry at dinner. It doesn't work out. So please, if you are a sandwich maker, uh, take your time, you know, maybe practice at home, although I don't think you should have to just take an extra second uh, to line it up. Don't be lazy. Now, I've encountered this several times, uh, and it sounds a little bit weird, but this actually happens. I've gone to get a bagel uh, with somebody. I love bagels, a uh, good bagel shop, nothing better. And somebody will ask, like, can you scoop the breading out of the bagel? Can you get take the breading out? Trying to uh, deduct calories or whatever it is that's in a bagel. And this is something that's unacceptable. Uh, you're asking, first of all, the person that works at the bagel shop to do something uh, that really should never be done to begin with. I mean, it really should be illegal to ruin a good bagel like that. And they make substitutes. Uh, there, I don't know if um, a lot of the listeners have heard of the flagel. This is the phenomenon of a flat bagel. I saw it for the first time in New York. Uh, like everything else, it ended up trickling down from there and making its way to Florida. Uh, I'm sure not as good. But still, uh, they make substitutes for this. And this is what you should be ordering. And they at basically at every bagel place, they have uh, items like this now, you know, a, a low-calorie bagel. But, you know, when it comes down to it, if you're eating a bagel, just eat a bagel because it's not going to be as good. Uh, you're not getting the full bagel experience with a flagel. Uh, excuse uh, that email notification. I'm constantly blowing up. Uh, but 
Basically, yeah, you need you need to eat the bagel the right way. It tastes best, uh, and just take in the extra calories. You know, life is short, and uh, that's all I have to say about it. Uh, moving on. Now, when you're at a bar and you go out on the town, you're having a wonderful time. You're enjoying yourself. Uh, is there anything worse than when the bar's really crowded and you can't get the bartender's attention? Now, I'm talking like you're sitting there for five minutes or more. Uh, after five minutes, your arm's getting tired, you know, you're hanging it in the air, uh, dangling like a couple bucks to try to entice them with a tip. It's just very frustrating. And a lot of times, excuse me, uh, a lot of times you will have a bartender that I call a sexist bartender. They're only going to the good looking chicks that are at that bar. They're not taking a look at any guy. Uh, it's very messed up. And now obviously you get uh, female bartenders from time to time, but I'm just saying, like, I'd say generally when I go out, like I see male bartenders, they're definitely going for only the girls. So I hope for a female bartender that'll look at the guy. It doesn't go both ways. Like a female bartender is not only looking at the guys, uh, female bartenders, more money motivated. I notice where the guy is more female motivated, a uh, very annoying phenomenon, but it happens nonetheless. And yeah, so basically if you're sitting there, waiting more than five minutes for a drink, you're at that point uh, debating picking a new spot. Like, maybe I need to go to the other side of the bar. Oh, I see an opening over there. He's helping out that corner. In my opinion, you stand your ground. That bartender, after five minutes, has to have seen you. He has to have seen you, whether it be out of the corner of his eye, the peripherals. Uh, he, he has to have made a glance at you. And I, I think that you need to stay strong because if you move to the other side of the bar, you're accommodating that bartender. You're making it easier for him. Unacceptable. He's making your life more difficult. You need to make his life more difficult. An eye for an eye. This is an age-old rule that uh, should be stuck with forever. Moving on. How about when you see somebody forget to turn their blinker off? Oh my, I mean, this is so bad. Uh, it just, it's very simple. You put it on, you turn it off. And it's generally a very quick uh, transition. Like you're turning it on and turning it off. You know, occasionally if you're sitting at a light, I get it, you have your blinker on. Uh, but a lot of times the blinker will turn off automatically. It can sense the wheel is going straight, like you just made that turn. But if you don't have that feature, just remember to turn your blinker off because I'll be driving on the highway sometimes and I see somebody that changed lanes an hour ago, but they still got their blinker on. So I'm sitting there hesitating with what my next move is, wondering, is this person going to change lanes again? You know, is he getting over? Because if so, I'm not getting over. And if I'm getting over, he's getting, you know, it's just a whole mess. It can cause a traffic jam. It, cause a, it could cause a 30 car pile up and you don't want to be that guy uh, that is responsible for the deaths of uh, 20 people on the highway. It's just not a good situation. Um, how about people out there? And I've seen this with so many people. I hate it. When the soap bottle, the $2 bottle of soap you got at the store, the hand soap or the dish soap, uh, when it's running out and you're putting water in that bottle to try to make it last longer. All right, people, let's grow up. This is something that is so frustrating to me. First of all, when you hit the, you know, the lever that squirts out the soap for your hand, you're getting shot with water. It's, you know, it's splashing. It's not soap. It's, it's soapy water. Okay. You're essentially taking bath water uh, with some soap in it and just squirting it on yourself. 
All right, it might sanitize. It might still get the job done. I don't exactly know the science behind it. I wish I did or else I'd probably go sick right now. Uh, But I will say it is annoying uh, at the very least. And there's, you know, it makes you look cheap. I mean, what is the reason for this? Uh, Just go out, buy another bottle of soap. I mean, at the Dollar Tree uh, or the Dollar General, whatever you got by you, you can get a bottle of soap for a dollar. So it's really unacceptable. Anyone can afford it, including a homeless man. So just work on that and, and don't do that anymore in your house. People that eat pizza with a knife and a fork, uh, I really don't need to go any further with that, but I will say it's unacceptable, it should not happen, and it's an, it's an embarrassment if I see that, uh, especially if I'm out with you. Uh, you cannot be eating pizza with a fork and a knife. It is a handheld food. It is a finger food. You pick it up, you put it in your mouth. Up next, how about when someone drives your car? Now, I understand All right, so let me explain. You let someone drive your car. You know, they got a flat, they got to get to work, whatever. You're being the good neighbor, you're being the good friend, uh, you're going to let them drive your car. Now, let me say this. They're going to change your seat setting. No two people are the same size. The seat is going to get changed no matter what. Uh, And it's really something that, like I said, it's inevitable. It has to be done. I understand that if you're driving my car, the seat has to be in the position you like it. Fine. I would do the same in your car. My problem is when you bring my car back, I say, hey, thanks, you know, or they say, hey, thanks. I say, no problem. And they're on their way. And then I get in my car the next day, the next hour, whatever it may be. And that seat is still in my friend's position. That is wrong. That is flat, blatant wrong. This should not happen. The seat needs to be changed back. Now, I get that you're not going to get that exact position. It's not going to happen. Again, inevitable. It's not going to be perfect. But if like, say like I have a girl, like, all right, I'm six foot three. If I have a girl driving my car that's five foot two, five foot three, five foot four, it's not it's not, it's going to be way off the difference. You know, they're putting the seat all the way forward. If I get in the car and my knees hit my steering wheel, I'm pissed. That should not happen. At least move the seat back, you know, to where you think I might be, where I can get in my car at least. So again, you're not going to get it perfect, but at least do like a rough setting of what it was at, you know, try to, you know, try to guess. It's just, it's just good common sense. uh, And it's being a good friend, especially when that friend just lent you their car. I mean, God, um, I talked about having not enough meat on the sandwich. I'm not going to really get into that again. Uh, That kind of tied in with the first one. Um, Now, I want to talk about a trip I recently took, uh, and this is moving off of things that tick you off, but you never mentioned. I hope you all enjoyed that, as I'm sure you did, as you always do. But things uh, things that I don't do normally is travel outside of the country. It's very rare. Um, I am not a huge world traveler. You know, I've traveled around the United States a lot. Um, I've been to a, you know, a fair amount of states. I went out of the country once to Canada. Uh, now, recently, I made a big jump from Canada, and I went to Israel last week. I was in Israel for 10 days, invited, very, uh, invited by a very exclusive group, uh, Birthright Israel, 
And it was exciting. I mean, I am Jewish, as many of the listeners know, and as I've declared before, I'm a very proud Jew, and I was excited to go to the homeland. I actually made a movie out of my entire trip. It's a documentary of sorts. Uh, Excuse my phone here. I don't know who has the audacity to be calling me while I record a show. Uh, Yeah, we'll ignore that call. Not important. Uh, But here's what I'm getting at. I was in Israel, and... Uh, well, let me, oh, excuse me. I was talking about my docu-series or my documentary that I made. Uh, the documentary is on YouTube. It's called Inside Exclusive Look into Israel Trip 2019. It's in all caps. You can't miss it. It's a 54-minute presentation. You got to see it. It's a must-see. Uh, and uh, personally, everyone that's watched this told me that it was one of the better movies they've ever seen in their life. So let me just leave it at that. Uh, now, with that being said, I was in Israel and I observed a lot. I'm constantly making, uh, you know, observations and seeing the differences, you know, seeing what goes on, how these people live versus how we live. And something I noticed and something that kind of ticked me off, uh, was we were there for Memorial day and our Memorial day was, uh, in Israel was incredible. Uh, there was a lot of, you know, there's a lot of evil out there and a lot of death. Uh, you see people dying all the time, uh, in war and fighting, and it's a terrible conflict that's going on out there. I don't want to get into it. I don't like to touch on politics too much, but I will say this Memorial day there is very sad and it's very mellow and people are taking their time constantly to reflect and uh, to dwell on those that are lives that have been lost. And I understand that that is Memorial Day. And that's, that is by definition what you're doing. You're remembering the fallen. Now, we had a discussion in our group about the differences uh, of Memorial Day in the United States, Memorial Day in Israel. And the United States just got ripped on by everyone in my group. I mean, this is what I'm hearing. All we do is party. Uh, All we care about is that it's a day off work, a three-day weekend. We get to go on a vacation. Look, people, we are doing this uh, because we're celebrating the fact that these people may have lost their lives, but they didn't lose their lives in vain. They lost their lives in order for us to be able to do these things. We are enjoying our freedom more than ever before on this day because we are remembering the lives that have been lost in war and at the hands of evil. Uh, there is no sense in my mind in sitting around sulking and crying and being upset and thinking about how horrible this world can be. Because without these people uh, dying in war and in combat, we would not be able to have this three-day weekend. We would not be able to have weekends at all. We would be enslaved. We would be, I mean, who knows what kind of government we would be under, uh, living under. It's just something to think about. And we celebrate and we drink all day because of these people. Uh, And, you know, it is I get that it's a different way of celebrating and a different way of thinking. And I understand both sides. Uh, You know, literally in Israel, there is a two minute siren that goes off and it's aired throughout the entire country where it's two minutes of silence. Uh, Everyone stopped their cars on the road. People were getting out uh, just to take this two minutes of silence. Everything stops for two minutes. And I, I love that. And I get that and I understand. And they say, oh, you know, that would never work in the United States. That would never happen. People wouldn't care. Well, not to mention, we have so many people that live in our country that hate our country. 
and the, you know, with all these illegal immigrants and everything else spilling in and out, uh, you know, you have a lot of people, you can't just shut down a country for two minutes. Our country is much larger. Our country has much more diversity, uh, and a lot, uh, you know, a lot less of a wholesome sense where you could get the entire country to shut down and just do one thing. Uh, you know, Israel is about the size of New Jersey and it's a very different atmosphere. And I just was very frustrated by how they were uh, compared and it, it shouldn't be that way. Uh, so I just want to get that off my chest, but I do want to talk about, uh, you know, I was on my longest flight ever. It was 11 hours, something like that. Any flight that's 10 or more hours, that's miserable. Now, there needs to be a better way, and I've kind of decided like I don't ever want to travel outside of the country again until I can uh, uh, you know, afford a private jet because that's the only way to do it at that point. Ten hours on a flight, it, it's just it's miserable. Um, you, you know, you're uncomfortable. Your back is going to start to hurt no matter what. I don't care if you're first class, business class, economy class, anything you're doing, it's just going to be a problem. Uh, but let's talk about uh, I, I, I had my bar mitzvah. And that was a very exciting time. I, I finally became a man. And uh, I just wanted to say congratulations to myself on that. I mean, I've been waiting my entire life. I missed the opportunity when I was 13. And I feel great about it. I, I'm very proud that I did it in the homeland, surrounded by all my fellow Jews. It was a very exciting time. And again, you can see that uh, entire event take place, uh, literally every part of it in my documentary that's on YouTube. Again, that is called A Look Into Israel, uh, or excuse me, a, an exclusive inside look into Israel 2019. Um, now, the phenomenon of jet lag, like I was ready for this, like all my life, I've heard people say, oh, I'm jet lagged, you know, I can't make it, you know, this is not going to be a good situation. Uh, there was like an eight hour time difference in Israel. So like I was ready to be out of it, like not being able to function, no issue. Look, I had no problem. It's like I live on a clock, like uh, a sun clock, I think is what kind of like I came up with. Uh, you know, if I see the sun set, like I'm getting tired, I'm ready to go to bed. Uh, if I see the sun rise, I'm waking up. You know, the sun comes in, the light through my room, I'm waking up. I give people a 24-hour window to claim jet lag. Uh, now that I've experienced it, now that I understand that it is basically a false uh, a false claim, you know, there's people that for a week will claim jet lag, and that's just traveling like from Florida to California. I mean, seriously, people, no chance. You're not getting away with this one. People calling out of work, uh, people, you know, not going to class. It's just not a reason for this. Jet lag is no big deal. I don't care where you're at, where you're going, where you're coming from. It is no big deal. You can power through this, man. Uh, drink a Red Bull if you're really that exhausted, or if you can't sleep, pop a sleeping pill. It'll get you right back on track. Um, now, and one interesting thing in Israel is that you can't get cheese on uh, your burger there. And this is something that I encountered time after time as I'm an avid burger uh, consumer. And uh, it, it really threw me off. Now, the average person in the United States of America doesn't think of how important that cheese is. Uh, you know, you don't order a hamburger. It's very, uh, very strange if you do, unless there's some kind of reason you can't eat cheese. Um, so... I really noticed in Israel how crucial that cheese is. Like, I still enjoyed the burgers, 
but they were not nearly as good without that slice of cheese on there. And I just wanted to make that announcement for anyone that was considering like not using cheese on their burgers anymore, which probably isn't likely, but I just wanted people to know uh, it's not a good situation whatsoever. You don't want anything to do with a cheeseless burger. Um, now I want to get into uh, the NBA playoffs just for a second. And I want to talk about, you know, I'm not a huge basketball guy. I'm not constantly following the NBA, but I have watched a few games of the playoffs and it's just not right. Uh, without LeBron James. We have seen this man in the playoffs, I think for the past 10 years, something like that. He's been in the playoffs and if not in in almost the finals every single year. Uh, This guy is a one man machine uh, who has led teams that seriously, I don't think would beat high school JV teams uh, to the championship uh, by himself. And LeBron not being there, it just gives me like a sense of emptiness. Uh, And I'm not like a huge LeBron James fan. Like, I really don't think much of him. Like, besides, he is the great, like, just the most skilled player, I think, uh, probably of all time, all around. Uh, But him not being there and not making it with the Lakers, like, that's depressing. And, uh, you know, I think we need to get him back. And I want to ask, like, the philosophical question here, like, how many years does this guy have left before he starts to decline? Because I'm worried about it. I mean, I think he's like, you know, he's in his like mid 30s, maybe. Uh, I think that he has a year or two left before he starts to show some decline. And I think he's got to get another championship before that. Uh, Whether he has to switch teams again or whatever else, I don't care what he's got to do. He's got to get in there uh, because the NBA playoffs without LeBron is just not the same. And I have had much less interest this year because of it. Uh, talking about when I get wings, I, I, I like Buffalo wings. Uh, I get wings. I become uh, somewhat of a wing connoisseur, uh, ordering a lot more Buffalo wings lately. Like I've been getting into them, seeing who has good wings. Uh, and uh, it's been exciting, but the, the issue that I see consistently over and over again is like, I get blue cheese with my wings. Now I understand you may be a ranch person, whatever. I like ranch with my fries. I not with my wings, uh, but the cup that they put the rancher blue cheese in is never big enough. Like it's never wide enough. And I don't know if you're familiar with this issue, um, but basically imagine like you get a wing and you're trying to dip it in the blue cheese, but like it doesn't fit in the cup, like the right way it should, like they should be wide cups or wing shaped cups. Uh, this could be a huge invention. I may have just made somebody a billionaire because I'm probably not going to act on that, but it is that good of an idea. However, uh, you will do all kinds of things to avoid uh, dipping it. I've seen people like pour the blue cheese on the wing, which is the worst because then it dri- you know, it just runs off and drips onto your plate. I've seen people just dump the whole cup on their plate and then dip it from the plate, which is the worst because then it's just on a flat surface and you know it's not uh, uh, compatible with dipping really. So this is just a PSA to all the wing places out there. Get a nice, uh, a nice bowl for your ranch and blue cheese. Uh, something bigger, something that's going to fit the wing that you're serving. It only, it, it only makes sense. Um, I want Pepsi gone. Pepsi, uh, the worst soda ever. It is like, I don't even understand why it exists. Uh, Pepsi products are very weak, all of them. Like, it's just all knockoff Coke stuff. It, it's literally, if a place, I'm going to just give people a lesson here. If a place has Pepsi products, it is because that owner is trying to cut corners and save a penny. 
All right. There's no other reason that it will ever be had. Everybody on earth with half a brain will say that Coke products are superior. Now, the problem is that Pepsi offers the cheaper prices. Uh, so there's a lot of these places that will opt to have Pepsi because they think for whatever reason, people won't care. Now, what I hate are the enablers out there, the enablers that say to their server, their bartender, whatever, yeah, I'll take a Coke, Pepsi, whatever you got. No, you order a Coke, you order a Coke, you order a Coke. I don't know how many times I can say it to get it through people's head. Do not give the option because then people will report to their manager. No, people tell me all the time, Pepsi or Coke, whatever I got. Then it will eventually get switched. That owner, you know, the manager will report to the owner. The owner will report to the, to corporate and it's just not good. Uh, and, and next thing you know, like Costco, Costco is a perfect example. They used to have Coke products and probably like eight years ago, they switched over to Pepsi products. I've gone less and less throughout the years before, uh, because of that, or to, at the very least, I never go to the food court anymore unless I need a quick hot dog and I'm desperate. I mean, the, the, the hot dogs are pretty solid. So I just wanted to get that out there. Let's rid the planet of Pepsi and do your part in this world. Uh, we're getting close to the end here. I just want to say, uh, go ahead and follow. If you don't follow already the Instagram, which I'm pretty sure everybody does, we have like 10 million followers on there. Um, I, the Instagram is at D the number two D Ben Lewis. Uh, that's D two D Ben Lewis, B E N L E W I S L it's not L O U I S. Uh, nobody spells it that way. And I have to say that every episode because I always get people that are just idiots and they think, Oh, it's spelled L O U I S. Why do you think that? Uh, moron. But Moving on, uh, the final subject I want to talk about is we've hit like the dead of summer, uh, or we're nearing the peak of summer here in Florida, and it is so miserable. Every day I step outside, within five seconds I'm sweating. It's eighty percent humidity uh, with ninety degree, ninety plus degree days. At night, it does not cool down. This is something that people that live up north don't understand. This happens other places. Like it will get very hot, but at night. It will cool off because it's a dry heat. It's a dry air. That doesn't happen here. That doesn't take place here. Uh, at night, you step outside. You're sweating almost just as bad as if the sun's out. Uh, and with these disgusting temperatures and the disgusting atmosphere that that weather produces, we get disgusting creatures, uh, and I'm going to call them creatures, uh, that lurk around outside. Um, I have a few things just jotted down here that I see like, like that literally I saw all of these things just last night. Uh, frogs. Now you may be thinking a bright green, cute frog that's sold at a pet store. These are disgusting frogs. I mean, really horrifying frogs that just absolutely, uh, will disgust you to a point where like you, you may move. Um, these frogs are huge. They, they are giant, uh, probably the size of like, I don't know, like bigger than like a big Mac. Uh, I don't know if that's a good comparison, a good way to see, but they're, they're huge. And I, I don't know if they're toads or frogs. Like I don't really know the difference between those two, but they're croaking all night. You're hearing them. It's awful. On top of that, you get roaches. And by the way, like I'm saying, these are like just summer things, but so I want you to keep in mind, summer is year round in Florida. So these things don't go away. We have these things year round. Uh, besides like, I think there's probably a month out of the year total 
where we have decent weather. Uh, but the roaches are just awful. You get roaches in your house no matter what. I don't care how well uh, your house is uh, sprayed for bugs. You're getting roaches in your house, and they're, they're awful roaches. They're the big, fat roaches. Uh, you'll see them on your walls, on your ceiling, in your bedroom. Um, they're terrible, and you know, occasionally you get flying roaches. Uh, yes, the flying cockroaches, that is a real thing. Look it up. Uh, they are so bad. So like, you'll go up and try to kill it, and it will fly away. I mean, you want to talk about having a heart attack. I mean, that, that shit is bad. Up next, spiders. I get you get spiders everywhere. You get really disgusting spiders here in Florida. You get the brown recluse. Uh, you get the wolf spiders. And I've seen them all. They're big. They're ugly. They're nasty. You would think it was a tarantula if you didn't know any better. Uh, on top of that, the mosquitoes. I mean, we live, you know, and I, on top of all this, I want to say uh, we live essentially in the Everglades. Uh, I'm in southwest Florida just a couple hours from the actual Everglades, but it looks like the Everglades. It's basically, the Everglades could have been probably like 30 times the size that it is, but they just cut it off at a certain point and started building homes. Like that's basically what happened in Southwest Florida. Uh, so you get these mosquitoes everywhere. You have standing water everywhere because it, we live in a swamp. This is a swamp where we live. Uh, literally the Florida Gators, uh, they at least accepted it and they called their stadium the swamp. I mean, it is just that bad. Uh, but yeah, you get all this standing water around and what that leads to is, uh, mosquitoes everywhere. And who the hell likes mosquitoes? I mean, they're disgusting, disgusting creatures, bugs that you just, you, you get here. And I've, I've been other places where they have mosquitoes. It's not as bad as Florida. You just don't get it as bad, no matter where you go. Uh, crickets, God, you get these crickets, grasshoppers, you hear them all night. I hear them literally all night through my bedroom uh, window. It is just, it's awful. I mean, wh why is this happening? Why do I live in a place that has grasshoppers and crickets making noises all night? I mean, it will keep me up at times. Uh, and I hope for anyone that's considering moving to Florida, I really hope I can uh, uh, persuade you not to do that uh, by listening to this. Uh, and then lizards, you know, lizards... It's like the least of my worries, like lizards, I don't really mind, but you see them and they're really like mini dinosaurs, like mini alligators almost, like they're disgusting lizards. They're way bigger than the average lizard that you see elsewhere. And I don't know what it is. Like they're just horrible and they're, you know, they get in your house from time to time. You don't want a lizard in your house. They're just, they're gross. Like all these things that I've named. And that's just like a list of like some of the things you see. You get everything else here too. I mean, don't get me wrong. You get horrible ant infestations in your house. Uh, you know, there's there's a million different types of bugs and just awful infestations that you can get um, here in Florida. And I, I've just I've been living with it almost all my life now. I, I really can't wait to get out of Florida. And there's people that are in denial. Like I was telling, running this topic by one of my friends about the bugs. And he's like telling me, oh, you know, they have frogs up north. They have uh, mosquitoes up north. They have roaches up north. All right. 
The what I'm I get that like these bugs are everywhere, but it's the prevalence, and the prevalence of them is due to the disgusting climate here. Disgusting bugs and disgusting creatures are attracted to disgusting weather. That is a fact. Uh, look that up. Uh, and if you're in denial about Florida. Go ahead and give me a call. I'd be happy uh, to talk to anybody about why Florida is probably the worst state uh, in the country. I mean, and I say that loosely, like there may be some place, like a couple of states that like I would rather not live at, uh, but give me a call in the hotline number is, uh, uh, you know, it's always open, uh, two, three, nine, uh, gosh, what is the number? I forget the phone number right now. It's on the Instagram. Uh, but go ahead and give us, give me a call, leave a message. And I want to, uh, you know, I want to close things out with just saying, thank you. We, this is episode 11. We've done an incredible job so far and the fans are growing by the day. Uh, day to day with Ben Lewis is one of the greatest podcasts on the planet. And if you haven't told your family, your friends, your relatives, you're everybody you know, uh, then go ahead and start because you're going to get left behind otherwise. This is Day to Day with Ben Lewis. Thank you all so much and God bless.